Hello and welcome to episode number 106 of the Affiliates Weird Podcast. Um, bit unusual off the bat. Um, believe it or not, shock horror, technophobe made a balls up this week. And by technophobe, I mean, I mean it was me. I mean no one else other than me is to blame for the production of this podcast. So hey, es tut mir leid, as the Germans would say, or sorry. Um, I recorded this podcast over the weekend there, I did it on Saturday, it was a nice podcast, um, to be fair, it was, a little, it was continuing the like angry, oh I hate you dead, kind of vibe from last week, but um, I recorded it, I finished it, and then I, I didn't export it into a document to go to SoundCloud, and then by that stage I exited out of the garage band app and then lost the entire podcast so guess what i'm now recording this podcast on well i mean it's it's not sunday night it's 25 minutes past 12 on monday morning but hey listen i wouldn't leave my my weird podcast listeners without a podcast you know it was either going to be i have to record it on Monday and sticking out Tuesday, but you know, hey, I probably wouldn't because of the record boy town and blah blah. So basically, we're recording it again now. Every cloud has a silver lining, and that means that I have done the first tour show basically of my dad tour. As any listeners who listened last week would know, I did Dublin last week. The less said about that, the better this week, right? I did Derry in the brickwork tonight and Hey, I'm buzzing. It went really well. I'll talk about it a bit later, but just to give you the heads up, I did that, got home from that at about half eleven, had myself a wee cuppa, and I sat down, and now I'm recording a podcast. Now, how do I have the energy to do that? You know, am I a multi-talented guy? Am I, am I like The Rock, just a time management machine? No. I, I drank a big Red Bull, and now I just can't sleep. So, you know, I'm just, I'm here, I'm going to give it, Get, I'm going to give it me all, and it's going to be a nice podcast, because the one I recorded last night, let's be honest, wasn't the most positive podcast in the world, because I come off the back of a bad gig, you know, and that sort of um, affects the mood a little bit, you know, it makes me me really pissed off, you know, and I, I probably said a lot of things on the podcast that maybe were better off not being said, you know, probably better off that I didn't save it. So we'll 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 touch on that um as we go along, let's just say. But listen, we'll start off more positive. This week's Pug Ugly's Comedy Club that took place on the fourteenth there was magic. It was superb. Um it was in a full room. I had Colin Murphy on headlining of Blame Game fame and um, numerous other things, you know, he is a stand-up veteran, a stand-up icon, uh, if you will, and just all around a great guy, he agreed to headline Pugs, he came in, and I, I've been trying to get him on for for a long time, you know, since the club started last August, August 2018, you know, I've been wanting to get Colin on, and he was brilliant, you know, he came on, he absolutely killed the place, tried some new stuff ahead of his tour that he's going to be doing in the new year, and it was great to have him on. Um, 
I had Fraser Robb doing support, who, as always, was hilarious. Big fan of Fraser Robb. If you get a chance to, to check him out, anywhere you see him, go and do it. Support him, because he is fucking hilarious. And then, just to add to the deal, we had John Meager on, who... Not John Mayer, for anybody who may have misheard me there, because that would be peculiar, but also, hey, a good draw. But John Meager, who... Um, is uh, an Irish comedian that's moved over to London to live, and he came on, did did great as well. And the night generally was just brilliant. And then normally, whenever Pugs finishes, I'm a sleepy bear. I go home. I go to my bed straight away. But this particular night, you know, um, John and Murph were hanging about, having a few beers. And I thought, you know what? I'll hang out with a bit of crack. And it was great fun. Um, Colin was given some great stories about stand-up, um, generally some people he's gigged with like Patrice O'Neill for example that was a mind blower you know just hearing stories about Patrice doing a, a show in Larn which I mean that's something I never thought that I would hear Patrice O'Neill doing stand up in Larn but hey apparently he's done it and I mean why there's not some sort of documentary about that I don't know Colin Murphy should definitely do that because he's f- listening to his stories um, of just being on the road, being playing the comedy circuits were amazing. Like, see, for uh, an act, I d- again, I don't want to maybe say an up-and-comer like myself because I'm an old bastard, but you know what I mean? For someone who's relatively new to stand-up, it's it's just, I just could have listened to him for hours on end, but thankfully the bar shut and I had to go home to my bed because it would be stupid. I mean, he set up all night and talk because then I'd just be tired. My head would be all balanced. My body clock would be weird. And then I would just not feel very well. But it was such a great night. It was nice to actually have a bit of a hangout after the show as well. You know, um, enjoyed that thoroughly. It was good to sort of meet John Mayer for the first time. Mayer, not Mayer, Mayer again. Um, because we'd, we'd spoken a bit. We know each other, like friends of friends and stuff. And um, I'll see him when I'm over doing my tour show in December. So it was good to get a, get a hangout there. And it was, yeah, just a really nice time. And I mean, Pug Uglies, when Pug Uglies is is on, it's as good a club as there is going, it's the perfect room for stand-up, you know, anyone that's been there would say so, you know, it's the setup wise brilliant, um, and it's back again as per this week with William Thompson headlining, Sean Hegarty's doing support, and Aaron Butler's jump, jumping on to do a set, who, you know, he did some new stuff um, in Brickwork tonight in Derry, and he smashed, so I'm looking forward to seeing that again, seeing what it, how he works that out. And um, we'll get on to the more negative side of things in a second. That was Thursday, right? So we did Thursday the 14th, then Friday. It was a day where I was getting up in the morning, like, once again, the rock going, right, we have a busy day today. We need to get up. We need to get game face on. We need to smell what's cooking, do a few rock bottoms, and head out and enjoy our day, right? So... I was just working, you know, I'm a full-time working guy, you just know that, that's what, what I get up to, and then I had to go straight from work to the, the BBC in town to record the Shane Todd Show on BBC Radio Ulster, which is on now for the next, let me see, two, three, four, six or seven weeks on BBC Radio Ulster at five past six until half past seven, that's going to be where I'm going to be for the next number of weeks. Now, what's interesting about that, you'd probably be like, Dave, we heard that show last couple of weeks, yes, correct. But it wasn't live. It was pre-recorded because we were away doing things. We're here, we're there, we're everywhere. Whereas this week, 
it was live from the BBC. Now, when we got there, was the, the big boss Mary there, the big boss lady there? Yep. Um, did that make us think, uh-oh, yep. Now, Mary's a lovely lady. Like, you know, really nice. But again, I think she was there to be like, I don't know whether these two should be allowed to do a live show on Radio Ulster. My head's on the line here. If these guys go on and mess around, this could be trouble. And not only mess around, sometimes there's a chance you might say a naughty word. You know, the odd chance I might say shit. You know, I get, my vocabulary is a little bit like that. You know, I'd we swear a bit. I think that she was thinking like this could be the first live episode and also the last episode of the show. But thankfully... It passed without any issues, and it was a really fun thing to do. I actually enjoyed recording the radio show live more than I did pre-recorded, because that's it. You go in, you do your prep, of course, I'm a pro, but you deliver it. You know, you get in, you get out, and then that's you free to go, free to a good home from half seven. So that was grand. Now, this particular Friday, um, I wasn't just going home after it. I had another gig, but... You know, that's what we do when we're the rock. We just carry on, you know, um, on the next gig. Now, this particular gig that I was doing was a charity gig. It was on in the Empire, and it was for a great cause, a cause that I was asked to do some stand-up for and that I believed in and felt strongly about supporting. I've spoken to used in the podcast before about this and you you know what charity it is. I don't want to bring it up again because there's going to be some negativity to follow here because was the gig good for me? Nah, not at all. It wasn't enjoyable in the slightest. And like afterwards, was I angry? Yeah, probably for a full day. You know, because the gig was on in the Empire and it wasn't a seated gig, it was people standing so um, we got there, there was a bit of music on, there was a bit of stand-up, and I was sort of there, initially asked to host it right now. I mean, I don't mind that, I don't mind coming on, doing a wee bit, bringing people on, you know, that's fine. But as as the you get closer to the event, it sort of changed, and I went from hosting it to just being expected to do a set, but then bring acts on, you know, because it was kind of organised. You know, it wasn't the best. The acts weren't managed well, put it like that. Or the order of stuff or what was supposed to happen wasn't ideal. So I got there, spoke to the guy who was organising it, and he was like, right, we need to do this. One of the acts needed to go early, to go somewhere else, and then there was a video, and then it was whatever. So by the time I got on, I spent about 40 minutes talking about this when I recorded the podcast the first time around, raging. By the time I went on, not a single person in the audience gave a fuck about what I had to say they were just all standing at the bar talking and it's one of these ones we were stuck in an awkward scenario like see if it was a comedy club I'd have said something you know I could have gone hey guys do you want to stop being such a bunch of ignorant fuckers and just fuck up or ultimately what I would have done is go hey you guys you know what you can do suck my dick and I set the mic down and left because you know if you're there and you're being paid to do stand-up and people are just being so fucking rude, you wouldn't have it, you know. You would get into the audience, you would... I, You know, I'd probably dive into the audience. Now, there were a few people at the front were, were listening, that was fair enough, but for everyone at the bar, I was just like, you know what, fuck this. The gloves went up. I just ducked and waved and was like, you know what, fuck this, I'm out of here. I'm going home. 
I've had enough of this shit. But, you know, I, I saw out my set. I did my time, as a pro would do, and just left. But there was no way I could have done anything to get them on board. I tried the old classic trick of lowering my voice a little bit. So those who are listening have to be a bit more quiet to listen. But they were just chatting away. And I was like, you know what? You're in a, in a catch-22. You want to raise money for a charity that you believe in. You want to support. But also the people that have paid in are ball bags. You know, the people that are, are paying in and just chatting away at the bar, maybe just go to an event and drink at the bar. You know, when there's acts booked, they're not getting paid. It's giving them free time for this. You know, I could have been at home with my family rather than standing on stage being completely ignored. Maybe listened to by the few, a few people at the front and those people, thank you, I appreciated that a lot. But those ones just talking, I was like, you know what? What a load of balls. What a load of shit that this is the case. Now... I was fine, you know, when I got home I thought, you know what, well, at least it's for a good cause, but at the end of the day, I just felt shit, as a guy, as a performer, as a person, I just felt shit, I was like, I was embarrassed up there, you know, it was just up, knowing everyone just chatting over you, just rude people, pissing me off, and I thought, you know what, fucking raging, the next day, even when I woke up, I, was, I remember being in the shower, just fucking going, I would love to go back and say some of those, but... I didn't, you know, obviously. And again, sort of a bit of a, a double-edged sword for me there. I'm glad for the cause got money, but the people who were there were arseholes, you know. And I thought to myself, you know, that's me pissed off. I've got my first tour show coming up this weekend. I should be coming into it buzzing. I did, I've did someone a, a favour, gave up my time for no fee. I should have asked for a fee. I didn't because, hey... It's charity, but guess what? I ain't gonna be doing any more charity gigs unless it's for like a cause that the the squad or our comedy night that we've booked for a good cause. You know, we've done a few this year. There's probably gonna be another one in the next month or two because there's some fucking more terrible news worth talking about, which I'll cover in another podcast. Really sad, but we're gonna do. We're, the boys are gonna come together and put on another fundraiser so keep an eye out for that but other than that I'm I'm done with doing been free charity gigs for sure. Um but my tour started obviously with Derry last week or Dublin last week which was a bundle of laughs but this week the tour started properly in Derry. Now I was on in Brickwork and Brickwork is one of the nicest rooms that I've ever been in it's a gorgeous room there's a comedy club in there um the brickwork comedy club believe it or not comedy northwest which is run by peter e davidson who was an absolute hero in terms of helping me get a crowd basically for this gig it was a wee bit strange because i mean sunday night in Derry, not really my area not really the the time a lot of people are like well sunday night's a bit of a weird night and it's like hey look you need to take the plunge it's the only day that's available um I need to get my tour up and running. I need a bit of positivity. I'll do it. And I did it at a solid crowd at about about 30 in, you know, and that's a nice wee crowd for a Sunday night in Derry. And the room was nice. It was warm. It was cosy. There was Christmas decorations up. A bit early for that, but still, it was just a nice room. I felt the show went really well. I enjoyed it thoroughly. And the audience were just really the opposite of what Thursday's audience was. They sat, they listened to what you had to say. They came for comedy and they enjoyed it, you know. See, here's the thing, see the, the bits that I'm working on. I don't just stand up and go, oh, well, this is what I work on. It, You know, there's 
effort that goes into it, and it's nice to see the hard work paying off. You know, it's nice to see a crowd turn up to watch you doing a a gig, you know, and it's even nicer to think, fuck, these guys have literally turned up to see me, I'm putting on a tour show, they've bought tickets to see me, you know what I mean, it makes me sometimes pretty humbled, but in order to try and sell tickets to the show, you know, there's, listen, there's palms to fill with cash, that's a terrible example, what I mean is, you need to do stuff, you need to do jobs, you need, uh, I was going to say, perform tasks, do favours, I was going to say suck dicks, obviously, because that's my go-to, for <laughs> me, but I had to do some promo, so, you know what, get called um, by Shine, who promoted, they're like, Dave, <laughs> Dave, listen, the Sunday Life want to do an interview with you, you know, use it to promote the tour show, you know, let people know there's a tour show on, whatever. Don't be silly. Whatever you do, don't be silly. Be serious. Let people know what your tour is about. You know, be a pro. And I said, listen, professional is my middle name, and that's why I got bullied at school. But here, ring me. So um, I get a phone call from Guy David from Sunday Life, and you know what? Have a good chat. We're probably chatting on the phone for about, I know, 15, 20 minutes, just having a good good bit of chat. David seems like a great lad. We're having a good crack. I think to myself, hey, I would do an interview with him again. You know, he's a good lad. And listen, now that I've read the interview and the article, I would do an interview with him again because the article he has done, I mean, I don't know whether to describe it as um, informative. I don't know whether to describe it as... Um, you know, good promo for the tour, but what I definitely do know how to describe it as is classic. Now, if you haven't read The Sunday Life this week, you know, be in for a pleasure, because guess what, I've got the article here, and I'm going to read it to you. The headline is, Funny Man Dave's Pals in Odd Places. Right, so I'm doing a tour show, (laughs) I'm promoting a tour show, and from my interview, the headline that is taken is funny man Dave's pals in odd places so that means basically I've got weird friends do you know what I mean (laughs) and this is the article local comic Dave Elliott has Shane Todd's dad to thank or blame for them forming a friendship that's seen them becoming close pals on and off stage Dave features in Shane's BBC Radio Ulster show and despite being just two years his senior and growing up in the same county downtown, it was at Edinburgh's Comedy Festival in 2012 that the pair first met. Again, no mention of the tour. Hey. <laughs> Dave, 33, explained, I was in a sketch group and realised that we were both from Hollywood but didn't know each other growing up and now we're best mates, unfortunately. Direct quote, quote marks. Um... I went to his show at the Fringe and this old guy I knew from my gym was there and I was like, what the hell are you doing here? Turns out it was Shane's dad. Um, But I just knew him as this weird guy who was always in the sauna whenever I was there, so it was a bit strange. 
Um, but that's what sort of started our friendship, and then we started doing podcasts together. I mean, I don't know why at this stage in the conversation I hadn't gone, oh, by the way, I'm doing a tour in Derry on Sunday. But, I mean, this is the sort of shit I say in interviews, right? Um, since starting, right, and the story continues, since starting on the local comedy circuit just five years ago, yeah, hey, what one achievement, five years, and I'm here in my dining room chatting, right? Since starting a local comedy circuit just five years ago, Dave's built up a fan base as well as friends in the industry. What about that? The big man is a mingler. The big man is a networker and extraordinaire. So who have I been mingling with? Who am I friends with? Derry Girl star Kevin McAleer is a close mate. Is my close mate, right? He said, this is a quote from me, he said, <laughs> Kevin McAleer is my best friend in comedy. Really? There is a generational gap between the two of us, but for some reason we just get on the best. We used to play football together in the street. I've asked him to adopt me, but I don't know if that's possible, because I'm too old. I mean, what shit am I talking I would say that Kevin McAleer was always an idol and mentor of mine, and whenever he actually met me for the first time, he told me it was the other way around. He always looked up to me and was inspired by me, the legendary Kevin McAleer of stand-up fame, of Derry Girls fame, has always been inspired by me. Why have I said this? And here we go, finally. Down, down to the gritty, last paragraph. Dave is on stage in Derry tonight and promises comedy fans that they're in for a real treat. He added, right, this is what I'm saying to promote my show. Not the best PR guy in the world here, right? This is what I say. I'm responsible for PR on my own show and this is how I promote it. I honestly do think my show is good. Fair enough so far. It's the first show where I can say I'm happy with that and watch it back and not try to eat my own face. This is in a newspaper. I said this, right? And this is the last, how I finished it, and it's in quotes. If I say to you in this interview, Dave Elliott is the greatest comedian that we have ever seen in this country, will that go into the paper and I can use that as a quote? So next tour poster that comes out, it'll say the greatest comedian that we have ever seen in this country, Sunday Life. So there you go. That's how I decided to... And the photo they used is, is, is me in a headlock. Shane put me in a headlock. And then the bottom says, Dave Elliott brings his dad show to Brickwork and Derry tonight at 7pm. Here's the thing. Didn't know it was at 7pm. Thought it was at 8. But hey, I got there in time. Put on the show. But listen, there's going to be more interviews from me because I've got more fucking tour shows to do. I've more dates to do. I've more plugging to do. So, I mean, what I'll probably not do is be allowed to be around Kevin McAleer ever again because he's going to think I'm some sort of weird stalker, like, fantasist guy. Like, we're best mates. I might actually have to send him an email by, hey, Kevin, I did an interview for the Sunday Life and I told him we're best friends. You know, I mean, you mightn't feel the same way, but I do. Guys had a little bit of a boo-boo there. I could hear through my headphones that Holly was awake. And hey, listen, it's 1am. Not a good thing. So I had to take a race upstairs. Still buzzing from a Red Bull. Give her a wee nurse. 
put her to sleep again, give her a dummy, let her go to sleep. Now, did I entirely mind her being awake? No, because I wanted a hug. Missed her going to bed tonight because of the gig. So I was happy to get a wee cuddle, give her a dummy, go there. But if I hear her again and Catherine gets woken by her, that's when I'm in trouble. So, I mean, I think we'll probably just start wrapping the podcast up a wee bit here, you know, I think. So, but before I do, I just want to talk a little bit about gigs that we're coming up this week on the 20th. I'm 20th, 21st, and 22nd. No, I'm doing radio, so I just, I'm, I'm just thinking of when I'm be out of the house this week, when I'm going to be an absent father. Um, well, Wednesday the 20th, I'm buzzing for this. We're in the limelight <clears throat> for a boy town. Episode 150 live. There's tickets available for that on shine.net. On my Instagram page, the link directly to the tickets are there. Get that. It'll be a really good fun night. And then on the 21st, Pug Uglies, as I said, with William Thompson. And Sean Hagerty. Sorry, I just thought I heard the baby again. Jesus, I'm good. I've got the willies now. Now we're good. Um, and then just to plug my tour dates coming up. Again, there's a bit of a break now. And my next tour date is on the 13th of December. I'm in the Rushing Dove in Galway. The 18th of December, I'm in the Museum of Comedy in London. And then I've got two new dates to announce for the new year for the tour to finish it off. On Friday, the 31st of January... I'm in Bogan's in Oma. It's the rescheduled date from the 7th of, Jan- of December because it clashed with other things in Oma. And then on Saturday the 12th of February, if that's supposed to be the date, if it's there's not a 12th of February, I don't know what the fuck. Let me just go and check because it says Saturday the 12th of February. Now, 12th of February is... A Wednesday, so it must be Saturday the 15th of February. I need to get on the shine about that. But I'm going to say, yeah, Saturday 15th of February. That's my tour show in Belfast. I'll confirm that for next week because, I mean, what what is this world? Who knows? But hey, we're going to have a fun time one way or other. I'm going to go to bed soon. Um, but yeah, as I say, guys, I appreciate any support that I get, whether it be through subscribing to the podcast on iTunes, which is Apple Podcasts now, SoundCloud or Spotify, but especially love it when you rate and review the podcast. And I got a really nice review this week from Danny Taff, Irish is what the name is of his account. I mean, if he wants me to put his name, Danny Taff, in the Irish... I can do that. Danny Otafish, there you are. And Danny said, new listener over the past few weeks, and now this is my favourite podcast. Danny knows what time it is. Uh, one o'clock, but also, what's up? Um, I look forward to see. I look forward to it every week. Keep up the fantastic work. Hopefully get to see your stand-up again soon, as I saw you support Mickey Bartlett at Ulster Hall, and you have me in tears. I mean, I get people in tears regularly, whether it's through laughing or crying, you know, happy or sad tears, you're guaranteed to cry. 
that's how I would describe me. Next interview I do, like, you know what, in banter. Next interview I do, guys, I'm going to say, you're guaranteed to cry, whether happy or sad. But yeah, Danny, if you want to see me, get tickets for the limelight on the 15th of February, my boy, and we'll, we'll have a rock. A, a rock? A, a rock? Why am I such an old dad guy? Hey, man, we'll have a rock. We'll rock out. Um, but yeah, that's going to be the end of my tour on the 15th of February, and I'd love to sell it out. So there you go. Suck on that for a but. but yeah, guys, if you could please um, share the podcast whatever way you can, whether it be through Facebook, you know, retweeting it on Twitter, putting it as a story, you know, something to say you're listening to the podcast on story on Instagram really helps. The listens are going up every week. The subscribers are getting up. I feel like I'm in a wee positive upturn at the minute so let's keep that going guys i'd really appreciate it right i'm gonna have a listen here to see if she's still shouting no i don't think so i think we're home in a boat right get my headphones on again and let's see i'm such a radio guy now i just am used to having headphones on whatever um the questions for this week's podcast are as follows dean moore said memory lane part two german for four it's not man that's fear actually um i want to know what young dave's ideal sleepover is when he was 10 i want to know what's on the playstation what treats you've got from the garage what's the name of your mate's ma who's been an absolute bell end at 3 a.m when you're fucking about tell me all hmm i'm gonna say when i was 10 would have been 1996 so on fifa it'll be fifa very basic fifa on that point Super Nintendo. I don't even have a PlayStation by that stage. What treats you've got from the garage? I'm probably having pretzel flips, which are wee pretzels covered in in milk chocolate. They're nice. I like my pretzel flips. Um, what's the name of your mate's ma? Yvonne. My mate, my mate Andrew Smith's mum. I remember not that she was especially a sly mum. She was a lovely lady. However, I remember one time we were, I was at his house, and we were being bad boys, we were probably like 14 or 15, and we had snuck the Texas Chainsaw Massacre on, which guys that age shouldn't watch, in fact, it was probably 12, 12, 13, and she came in and really shouted at us for watching that, and I mean, normally I would have put her in some sort of guillotine choke, and said, hey, listen, I'm, I do what I want, but I think I just went, I'm sorry, so cheers for that question, Dean, a real memory lane one for you, Helen said, hey there, Hope the tour is going a bit better than Dublin. Listen, superb night tonight. Helen, I'm buzzing. It's one in the morning. I'm not complaining about doing a podcast. So what about that for buzzing? Um, we've decided to never go back to Dublin in solidarity. Yes, that's what I want. Fuck Dublin. Um, anyway, when is a good time to put your Christmas decorations up? Well, I don't know if you saw the photo of me from Brickwork tonight. There was a big old ass Christmas tree behind me. Not a big old ass Christmas tree, just a big old Christmas, not even old, just a big ass Christmas tree. You know, don't even know how old it is, it could be old, I don't have the history of it. I didn't knock the Christmas tree down and cut it in half and look at its rings to see how old it was, but it was there on stage and I found it bizarre, I thought this is too soon. So a good time for the Christmas decorations, I think. There should be no Christmas decorations up at least until December and even the first week of December I think it's too early you know there's definitely been a shift in the last few years that like Halloween's over and people are like Christmas just to milk it and I mean people need to stop that that's 
to me early stage mental health problems. You're a nutter if you start Christmas celebrations on the 1st of November. So I'd say, yeah, first week of December is possible. Oh, whoa, you and Carson has come in with a little bit of sass here. After Big Papa Bear acted like a big Papa fuckboy and snubbed my previous attempt to provide weird news, um, you know what, you and I um, lost your story in amongst all the millions of questions I got, but here it's back. Let me see this story. Hull paedophile hunter sting targets innocent couple. Oh no. And they're gay, you know, which means they're, you know, they're extra fucked for just going, I'm going to use their paedophiles. Nah, just because someone's gay doesn't make them a paedophile. Hull police, sort yourself out. A couple have been falsely accused of trying to meet a child during a sting that was filmed by so-called paedophile hunters. Jordan and Ben from West Sussex were visiting Jordan's sister in Hull when they were confronted by a number of people outside her home. The pair received homophobic abuse before the police came to arrest them. Yorkshire Child Protectors has since apologised for what happened. Oh no, what a terrible name for a group. We're the Yorkshire Child Protectors. You know, oddly, that doesn't sound like a group that protects child's children. Why? Am I? It's one in the morning. It doesn't sound like a group that protects children. Do you know what sounds like? Actually, a cover-up of a group that would do bad things, actually. Jordan and Ben, who did not want to give their surnames for fear of reprisal, said they set off for Hull on Monday. Ben said, we parked the car, they got blocked in, and they thought we were, uh, we thought we were being robbed. They took us to the end of the road and cornered us so we couldn't escape and put cameras in our faces. The police were then called and Jordan and Ben were arrested and their phones taken. It was during this time that their innocence was proven, as the decoy was still receiving messages from the actual suspect. Ben said, we were eventually released and they had to put up a post to say they were sorry and got it wrong. He added, we were fearful for our lives. Ben also said that he and Jordan were looking to sue the Yorkshire Child Protectors. You know what? Yeah, that's fair. The group, which said it was heartbroken for the two innocent men, explained that they'd received false information from other vigilante organisations. I mean, don't shorten your name. The YCP added that it was truly sorry for what the for that the men would be receiving personal messages of apology. Um, you know, for sure, so those guys, Union, Union, not Union, Union. There's no question at the end of that. But I mean, thank you for bringing that story to light. Um. It just goes to show that, like, paedophile hunters um, should probably go to the police first because, hey, their intelligence is kind of shite, you know? Maybe maybe there is no intelligence there, you know? Maybe these paedophile hunter guys are just just vigilante guys. They're maybe not actually trained detectives. They maybe haven't got the nose of a bloodhound, a big sniffer dog. They're just um, guys who are bored, who are like, I'll talk to paedophiles, which is weird in a way. To do that, you know, I think the whole thing just give names to police and let them do the research, you know. Um, Joy Kennedy has um asked, looks like you're a first time uh question questionnaire, Joy. Welcome to the Weird Podcast. Big fan of the podcast. Thanks, Joy. Um, what's your go-to meal deal and from which shop? See, this is where the problem arises. Meal deals are difficult. Shops are difficult because a lot of it depends on where you are, you know. I mean, for my location at the minute, for work and whatnot, probably the go-to would be Knott's. And Knott's is nice. So, I mean, that's a go-to meal deal. What do I get? I get like a, a, a wrap, a chicken take a wrap or a barbecue wrap. 
probably just get a bottle of water with that because I mean sometimes you can just stuff yourself at lunch but I mean the go-to meal deal you're 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 struggling here if I'm going like old school and I want a dad to be but like say I'm hungover right I would go for Tesco's chicken and stuffing sandwiches bottle of Lucasade and a Kit Kat Chunky what I'm a Kit Kat Chunky time again yeah, that's my Dizzy Rascal version of uh, Baseline Junkie, but I'm, I'm a cute cat chunky, what? Willie Palmer on No has said, hey man, check out this impressive skill set and sent me a story which features um, oh well, a, a woman who's got a real good skill. The title of the article says, Judges left God smacked after human on talent show eats sausages with their bum. <laughs> We're often told that if you want to achieve your dreams, you've got to work hard. That, in fairness, seems like bloody great advice. Get your head down, your arse up, and hone your skills. No matter what you're doing, it's going to help you improve. Then if you really want fame, take your skills to a talent show and wait for your luck to come in. Um, that's exactly what German contestant Ducky Larange offered. I mean, I'm going to say it's a fake name. Yeah, nah, yeah, this chick's a bloody impressionist. Her speciality is assuming the role of animals like dogs. Of course, she has slightly different technique than most. Instead of using facial expressions and clever body contortions, she just paints a face on her arse and makes it eat sausages. <laughs> I mean... There's literally a video of her just absorbing sausages into her arse, and I mean... I'm just going to say that that in its own self is quite an impressive talent. And I mean, there are people out there that can't do that, I'm sure. But um, I've, I mean, this is impressive, do you know, um, that she's done this with her bottom. Um, And I'm sure this is great listening, but I mean, I can't not watch this now. You know, I can't not watch this because it's just a woman walking over and she's crawling her butt along the ground. She's like literally rubbing her bare ass along the ground and she's sticking sausages up her butt and she's eating. Oh, no. That's impressive. But do you have any talents we might not be aware of? Yeah, man, I can sniff Tic Tacs up my dick. No, I can't. That's really weird. That was a weird way to end Instagram questions. Let me see. Um, Chris Henning, I thought I'd ask the question, but he just said, bet you can't wait to go back to the international bar and burn it down and then piss on its ashes. I went too far, didn't I? You know what, man? I'm over the hate. I had a great night tonight in uh, the brickwork in Derry, so I'm feeling positive. And you know what? If anyone comes at me and is like, oh, it's London Derry, you know what? Fuck off. <laughs> I just don't I just don't care about that kind of stuff. So I mean sly. Um let me see, I've got a couple of questions on the old Twitter as well, and then I'm just calling it a day because it is now a quarter past one in the morning and I've got work tomorrow. Jesus Christ. Um let me see. Oh, there's only three questions on Twitter, thank God for that. Um in fact two. Nathan Concilia has just said Dave. Premier League pieces. Nathan asked me last week, who do I think is the biggest piece in the Premier League? I've had a think about it this week. 
you know, I've been thinking who has the biggest piece, and I'm going to say my answer is Philip Billing. Why Philip Billing, do you ask me? I'm going to say because he's got a very, very, not what's the opposite of receding, proceeding hairline. I think that, to me, would mean he's got a large piece, you know. I mean, he plays for Bournemouth. Bournemouth are a team who have players that have preceding hairlines. Dominic Solanke is another one. Solanke sounds like wanky. makes me think big piece, do you know. So that's what I'm going to say. Philip Billing takes the piece award um, because he's, 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 he just looks like a guy that's got a big dong to me. Um, and the last question of the day is from the fellowship boys what's happening guys have to get on your podcast soon be a long time coming but I'll do it just need to work out a few dates but the boys have said watching the toys that made us on Netflix if you were an action figure what accessories do you come with spelled C-U-M I mean listen you need the obvious things I'm a podcaster I'm a stand up comedian Big Daddy needs a microwave. <laughs> oh, I'm such a fucking tired guy now. I mean a microphone, not a microwave. I mean, listen, that's that's number two. Number one, I need a microphone because I'm a stand-up and I'm a podcaster. Number two, I need a microwave because I'm a fat guy. <laughs> uh, number three would be... Um, <laughs> fucking hell. A black T-shirt. I would say I have trousers and all, but I think that'll be painted on if I was an action figure. Just get me a black t-shirt and, you know, obviously some PVA glue to just throw at people. Because, I mean, PVA glue, glue can be misconstrued by other things. Obviously, as well, I would come with um, an Uncle Calm doll from Dairy Girls because he is indeed my best friend. But, guys, listen, it's been a bit shorter this week because I'm antisocial. Um. I'm a bit, it's a bit shorter this week because it's been too long moaning. It's a bit shorter this week because I fucked my tech up. But hey, it's also quarter past one in the morning. I'm getting this out. So guys, please share the podcast. You are great. I love you. Be a Patreon. David Elliott's, I can't speak anymore. Dave Elliott's weird podcast. Also, buy tickets. For my tour because tonight was brilliant. It was one of my favorite nights ever in stand up, and I can't wait to do my tour again, guys. This has been bizarre. I I'm going to release this, and I don't know what I've said on it because now I'm starting to get tired. So hey, we'll put it out. It'll be fine. I love you guys. I'll see you next week. Bye.